Hey, FinTech fans and taco lovers, welcome to another episode of Taco Tech. This is Johnny Sanquist and Tori Hoppy, your two co-hosts, bringing to you a special guest that we are so excited to talk to, the CEO and co-founder of FICOM Partners, Megan Carpenter. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, and thank you both for having me. This is awesome. We've both known you for a while now, and so we're really excited to catch up on on everything new with uh, FICOM and, and what's going on with your life. Um, and, and for everybody listening, if you are not familiar with FICOM, FICOM Partners is an integrated communications company that specializes in serving the independent wealth management community. And they do just absolutely fantastic work uh, across all things PR and digital marketing. So today, we're going to really get into those topics. We're going to talk about video marketing, about how your marketing and your client experience interact. And like, obviously, we're going to talk to you about tacos at the end. That's a given. <laughs> Can't yes. wait. So, hey, before we kick in the questions, congrats on being an Investment News 40 Under 40 winner this year. Thank you so much. I'm really super honored to be on that list. And I was excited when I heard the news. It's an incredible class to be recognized with. And so I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, Megan, to kick us off, at FICOM, you just launched a new video marketing DIY series, um, you know, COVID stuff not related, uh, although that's probably going to be a part of this question, but why does your firm think, or why does your firm think digital strategy is so important right now? Like what prompted you guys to be so video first? Mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about that because I think it's really important today. And COVID accelerated a few things in our business this year. It also sort of allowed us to think um, really creatively. And, you know, when you're hustling that hard, you sometimes just can see things differently than you might have otherwise. And so we launched Advisor Education in April of this year. That's always been in our on our business roadmap. So our advisor education services really ha- they allow us at FICOM to be able to offer our marketing education and coaching to a broader sort of swath of the advisor population. So we do really great core work um, you know, as a communications agency from branding to marketing to PR and, and consulting and, and sort of everything in between. And that has allowed us to work with and represent some of like the best businesses in the space. And which is how I know both of you. And I feel like we've sort of grown up in this industry together, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's been this big, you know, huge population of financial advisors. I'm really passionate about helping financial advisors grow their business through marketing. And I wanted to, I wanted FICOM to be able to work with more advisors. And so our advisor education is, it's essentially a virtual learning platform that's specifically focused on marketing. So we have a rock your growth marketing workshop. We have this DIY video workshop. We have a podcasting workshop And what that does is it really allows us to help financial advisors to become awesome modern marketers in their own business. And modern marketing is really all about how do you create relationships with people digitally? So how can financial advisors harness the power of digital digital connectivity 
by being really great modern marketers. And there are really awesome tools that are out there in our industry for advisors to leverage. And where we sit and where we really want to bring value is in helping advisors understand that it's not just about the tools, but it's really about defining the strategy understanding how like what modern marketing is how it impacts their business and how they can use this digital virtual environment that we're we're living in to really um thrive you know and i think it's a it's a pretty big shift so it's something that i've long spoken to the industry about you know you guys we we are always at the same conferences and and watching the same speakers and you've seen me speak i mean i've been talking about the importance of all things digital social for years I just have always really believed that as an industry, there's a huge opportunity for us. Um, and, and so we were already building advisor education and we accelerated the launch because of COVID because it just really felt like, okay, this is really our opportunity to, to, to help. You know, advisors need to know how do I connect virtually? Um, how do I use these digital tools that are available to me to build really great relationships? And we wanted to make sure that we were providing that service at a time where, you know, the community really needs it. I don't know if you've experienced this, but a lot of times when I interact with and talk to advisors about getting on video, they are kind of shy about it is one way I would put it. So what is, you know, if they are going to be signing up for some of those video courses, what's that first core piece of advice you like to give advisors about uh, trying video out? You probably have been reading some of the same articles that I have, and I continue to be sort of astonished <laughs> how few financial advisors yeah. are using video for mm -hmm. meetings. Yeah. The yeah, first like article that I read was right, now. right and it's, it, it, it's so low. And I'm looking at that and thinking to myself, really? Like, what are you doing? How have you been seeing your clients? I don't understand. But I, but I do think that there's, I mean, there's a couple things at play, right? Like part of it is that a lot of advisors are working within environments that just haven't supported their video needs. Like there's not an easy right. way to do it and there's not an easy way to connect. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like that's on the institutions to be able to provide this service in a, yeah. in a very seamless way. Um, but you're right, Johnny, there is this sense of, you know, either not wanting to be on video, not understanding the power of being on video or not feeling comfortable being on video. Um, so the first thing that we really do is try to help them understand the power of video. And we, we know this to be true. We've seen it really drastically change advisors' businesses that video is the number one way to develop and maintain like real, authentic, meaningful relationships with clients and with prospects and with employees and with strategic partners. And that was actually like, it's, that's always been the case. But now when you're in an environment where you literally can't see people, of course, it becomes much more um, of an acute need. So our first step is really just to help people understand the power of video. And we've been doing that through, through demonstration. So we're out there a lot more on video. We're, we're demonstrating on social and videos that we're posting. We're using video in our day-to-day -day, um, communication and interaction. You know, not only am I on Zoom all day long because I want to see people and I want to connect, but I'm also sending video follow-ups. We're sending videos with our proposals when we send them out. So like we've really, we're demonstrating how to do it. And then so like the first step is really like overcoming that barrier, that, you know, mental obstacle. 
And, and then the second tip is really once we get them, you know, once we people really understand the power of video is to help them understand that it doesn't have to be high production value. So mm -hmm. we're really big believers in DIY and there's a place, there's always going to be a time and place for high production video. We do that all the time. Um, however, I think where people need to start is just being really comfortable producing consistent video. And the most effective way to do that is going to be to do it themselves um, at home in their home office um, using tools that they already like gear that they've already got, you know, um, and just to get them sort of building that muscle memory, creating a habit. And then from there, that's where we can really then say, okay, now we're going to turn you into a video rock star. And we've got this, you know, um, strategic framework that we take advisors through to become video rock stars. Um, but it's really first about convincing and helping people understand that the value is really, it's, it's real and it's a tremendous value. And then second, it's, and you don't have to pay a lot of money to do this. You know, you can do it yourself. Yeah. And I think what's really important too, is that our industry makeup is changing a ton. Um, a, a lot of people, and I think I harp on this a lot, but again, I think it's important to bring up a lot of people do feel that our industry is of an older generation, whereas these younger advisors are coming up. I mean, just look at like 40 under 40 list in general. Like there are some stellar younger advisors on that list year in and year out. And they are really starting to disrupt this space with tools like video. So if advisors want to keep up and if they want to make sure that they're staying in the know with their clients, they've got to take video by the horns and kind of at least adopt some of it. Like you said, do your client mid-year reviews via video. That's a teeny tiny step these advisors can take. I know, you know, Zoom fatigue is real. We're all feeling it right now. But, you know, hopping on for a 20-minute conversation with your clients, even if there is, you know, that pullback from your client saying, you know, well, I don't know how to use it on my end or it could be um, complicated – giving them that option to see your face during this time is really, really important. And I applaud the advisors that are taking this and running with it because I think in the long run, their businesses are going to be so much better off for it. Yeah, totally. I love that example too, Tori, because it's sometimes just about helping advisors understand, okay, how can I actually do this, right? Beyond just video meetings using Zoom or whatever, you know, how else can you really leverage video in your practice? And running those quarterly meetings on video is a great step. Uh, another thing that I've shared is sort of, you know, just think about if you're getting asked a common question from your clients or from your prospects, you know, if you have a question that just keeps consistently coming in, you're spending the time answering that question with everyone who asks. And instead, just use those questions as your baseline for content that you're going to create on video. So, you know, pop up your laptop or even your smartphone and record the answer to the question, you know, keep it under two minutes, um, make sure that your shot set up and, and all that good stuff. But then just send it out via email, send it maybe to your entire client base and just say, Hey, I've been getting this question a lot. It may be of interest to you. I recorded this video. Here you go. So in addition to yeah. being able to create that connection and, and stay present, stay in front of people, stay visible, it also allows you to scale your communication when done the right way. Yeah. And you always bring up this um, critical business element. Um, you had a great um, webcast with Michael Kitsis for Pershing. And I, you, you said it over and over again. And I, it always resonates with me every time you say it. Um, how 
how should advisors really start to think about those critical business elements and weave those together to be successful in their marketing pitches to their clients and, and you know, potential clients? Are you talking about the business elements of like the difference between sales and marketing and service? Yeah, like mar- marketing, yeah, marketing, customer experience, um, just kind of weaving that all together. Cause I think there's a lot, there's a, I, I think a, a lot of advisors have a struggle on how do they weave all these intricate pieces of their business together? How do I fit my marketing piece with my customer experience, with my tone and voice on my website? You know, you, you want right. it to all feel authentic and you want it to all blend cohesively together. And sometimes it just feels very um, rigid and boxy because your tone on your website would be potentially could be very, very professional, but like your tone with your marketing and your social media platforms says something else about you. So I think it's this really hard line that advisors are trying to like teeter across, but also like they all have to fit together. So I think it's important for advisors to know, like, how do you bring those two together? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, we often are talking with advisors who have generally built their business entirely on referrals. And Mm -hmm. that's awesome, right? Like, I wouldn't want to discourage anyone from trying to get more referrals. That's as a business, that's what that's the gold standard, right? You're if you have, if you're delivering such an awesome client experience that those clients are referring you other clients that are qualified, like, I feel like that is something that advisors should be really proud of. You know, you've developed these relationships that are willing to refer on your behalf. And the the interesting thing about referrals is that it really is like a well-timed introduction from a raving fan. And because of that, you can't necessarily replicate it. And meaning you can't say, I'm going to get 10 referrals in this month based on my actions. You can hope that that's the case, but you're hoping that your clients that are raving fans are going to be in front of people that need your services. And it's just not, it's not replicable in the same way that other marketing strategies are. And there are a lot of really awesome practice management consultants out there and um, consultants that talk about the client experience and, and are really coaching advisors to believe that don't do any marketing until you've got your client experience nailed because you really need to be focusing on referrals. And I think that that is part of the story, but it's not the whole story because I think that there is also today like such a tremendous opportunity to market your advisory business in ways that if you don't today, you're losing out Mm -hmm. on the ability to start the momentum and you're also behind because you've got other financial advisors that are doing it and you've also got really big institutions like Schwab and Vanguard Mm -hmm. and others that are marketing to clients that, you know, Eventually, this um, concept of being present, meeting people where they're at, which is on mobile, is the industry is ahead of the financial services industry is a bit ahead of where we are in the independent wealth management space. And I I don't want advisors to get so far behind because all they focus on is client experience. So it's about understanding that there are there's high value in all of these business functions. So you have to be really great at developing your network. That's more of like a sales business development function. It's it's meeting people, using your network to get those introductions. You have to be really great at marketing, which is marketing is getting your message out to a group of people that would otherwise not know you. 
And you have to be delivering a really great client experience so that you are retaining those clients and getting referrals from those clients. And to your point about consistency and messaging, Tori, that's so important. You want your message and your brand to be just a really true, authentic, you know, connection to who you are as a person. It needs to be, Mm -hmm. you don't want to try to be something that you're not. You don't want your website to sound like everyone else's because you think that it has to. You you don't want to put something on the homepage of your website that you think that maybe doesn't feel good to you, but you think it's going to attract the right type of prospect. The best way to market yourself is to just be true to who you are, to be really to own your voice, to not be ashamed, to not be worried, um, just to show up authentically. There's so much mm-hmm. power in that. And what that allows you to do is to eventually build a business that you really want to work with because they're connected to your authentic self um, rather than, you know, you're putting something out, like you said, on a website where you're really promoting, you know, maybe every, all the content on your website is about, you know, quarterly market updates, but you actually aren't an investment manager or you're a financial planner. And so your client experience isn't anchored around investment management. It's anchored around getting to know the client and, and delivering a plan that's specific to them. And investments are a byproduct of that, how you invest, right? And so you want to make sure that there's a cohesive narrative that's super true to who you are um, that crosses all of those avenues of business generation from sales to marketing to client experience. Being authentic is like, I think the number one thing that advisors really need to take away from all of this. Um, and again, I, I think our our space is definitely shifting in that direction. I, I will honestly tell everyone out there, you will never see me post about being a camper. <laughs> Camping probably top 10, the worst thing in my life. But um, I, I would, I don't, because that's not my passion and that's not my niche, that will never be out there, you know you'll see me hate on it. That's for sure. But, you know, being true to yourself, I I don't ever want people to think like inviting me on a camping trip, you're going to, I'm going to be like super thrilled about it. Like I'm just not. (laughs) Um, So I think like advisors like really need to be okay with like telling people, sorry, like that's just not where my heart is. Like, let me find you a person that, that can do that. And I think that goes a long way is, you know, being authentic and saying no, but let me help. Cause I, you know, we know so many other people in the industry, um, you know, you might not be the best fit for that client, but I'm sure you know someone else. And I think honestly, that karma will always come back to you that, you know, if you've, if you've sent business to another advisor, that advisor is going to turn around and, and hopefully do the same for you. So never feel like you have to be someone that you're not. Yeah, totally. And you know, the three of us, we work in this space and we know so many awesome financial advisors. And I would love to hear if you've had similar Mm -hmm. experiences, but often because people that I know personally know that I work in this space, I get asked maybe five or six times a year for introductions to a financial advisor. You know, hey, I need a financial advisor. You work in this space. Do you know one? And I love when I get those questions and it usually takes me a couple hours of work because I have to Mm -hmm. ask them the questions to get to know what they're looking for. And then I go through my network in my head and try to find the right advisor based on what I hear. Um, And I've always thought Mm -hmm. like that would be, you know, not from a trying to generate leads perspective, but I've always wanted to, I wish that there was a directory that we could go to and be like, okay, I'm looking for, you know, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And like spit out financial advisors that meet this criteria. Um, 
But, you know, like, cause I go through this whole rubric in my head of, okay, well, what are they really looking for? I don't have one or two financial advisors that I just refer to. I try to look at the entire landscape and say, okay, but really where are you a good fit? And I'm happy to say that most of the referrals that I make turn into business because it, because it's a good fit and because I know how to make that fit. But financial advisors Mm -hmm. need to know how to make that fit. Like that's what they need to be thinking about in their marketing is how to make it really easy to do business with me and to get people to understand who I am as a human. And what I, what do I believe in and what do I like? And yeah, how do I communicate? Like, what's my tone? Am I super laid back? Um, Is it really important to me that like my expertise is front and center because that's, you know, that's something that's really important to me. Like, but just be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess we could like even bring that back to video contenting and, and meeting with your client. You know, you don't necessarily need to be in the same state anymore. If that advisor and that client can click on a deeper level to make their financial goals, like I, it's super exciting to see that advisors are using that video content to kind of connect and, and make those connections with people that, you know, they might nece- not necessarily be able to do business with otherwise. Um, so I think that's exciting. I think that's a cool step in the, in a great direction for, for the space. Totally agree. Certainly the idea of just being authentic and being real, that is obviously a good trend to follow. And that's something that you want to be on board with. What are some of your other favorite industry trends that you're seeing? Um, you know, it could be new tech that you're stoked about, or even, uh, you know, just new business models, new ways that advisors are, are thinking about, you know, structuring their businesses. Uh, any of that, I'll leave it kind of open-ended for you. So, I mean, one of the trends that I'm really happy to see, although we're at the very beginning of it and there's a long way for all of us to go, but I'm just really happy to see conversations around race and diversity. And I think that as an industry, we are at the beginning of our journey and we have a really long way to go. But I feel like these last few months have been, to me, really I've found a lot of hope, I guess, is the best way to say it. I think that as an industry, we're recognizing that we can no longer just stand behind initiatives, right, and think that's enough, that there's so much more that needs to be done. And I wish that I were seeing, like, more honest conversations about it, but I'm still seeing a trend that's moving in the right direction that I really like. I think that we are experiencing a lot of businesses and brands that are feeling like they don't know what to say or how to say it um, because there's it's very complicated and nuanced. And, you know, my recommendation is, again, around the concept of authenticity and also there's like, like vulnerability, I think, is, you know, one of the greatest attributes of great leaders and vulnerability in communication is really important. And so we've sort of just promoted, you know, be true to your beliefs. Um, And if you if you really believe that this industry needs to move forward in ways that we haven't been able to in the past, then you need to stand up for that. You need to speak about it. And you need to be vulnerable and saying, listen, like, we're not doing everything that we need to be doing, but we want to. And here's what we're committed to. And as an organization at FICOM, you know, as a, a female CEO, it's been really important to me to have built a business that is 
a different and better type of work environment for working women. You know, I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old and I started this business eight years ago. So FICOM was my first baby. I've had two kids while I've been a, an entrepreneur and it's really important to me to have built, to build a business that is a better type of work environment for working women. And I'm proud of that because within financial services, you know, we bring that gender diversity. However, you know, I now am looking at my business and thinking like, yes, I've, I've done that and I need to keep challenging myself there, but I haven't done anything or nearly enough to solve for the racial diversity that I don't see in my business that I want to see in my business. It's core to my values. It's core to what I believe in. And so I need to do better. FICOM needs to do better. And it's my responsibility to make sure that we're not just saying something, but that behind the scenes, we're actually doing something about it. Um, and so I think that the, this is a very long winded way of saying, I think that like, that's one of, that's the trend that I'm most excited about right now is just, I think it's a trend of acknowledgement, right? That we have a really long way to go. Mm -hmm. um, racism exists. It exists in our industry. We need to have sincere, um, a sincere belief that we have to work together to overcome this and that we're at the very beginning of that journey. Um, and then I would say another trend um, that I'm really excited about and actually sort of um, relates back to some of the conversation earlier. I think Tori, you were mentioning, you know, like the younger advisors that have always embraced some of these mm -hmm. modern marketing strategies. We're seeing through our video marketing workshops, some of these really established advisors are the ones that are like dominating our classes. Um, we have this one guy that we love to talk about. His name is Ricky and he's been a financial advisor for over 30 years and he's got this super established, successful business. And to see the transformation with, you know, Ricky and his week one video assignment versus his week four, like graduation video assignment, it's awesome. And most of the um, people that have come to us for our virtual marketing workshop, specifically our DIY video workshop, have been established advisors, not the younger advisors. I feel like five years ago, COVID would have had a very different impact because I don't think we would have had like the openness or the reception to what we're doing today. But I think we're at a moment where, you know, people, advisors have realized for the last couple of years that, you know, marketing is something I need to pay more attention to. And I think that this has either given people some, like they, it's given them permission to potentially do things like video that they wouldn't have done before, or it's given them that final nudge, you know? Um, so that's really fun to see. That is so important to make sure everybody understands. Like it's not, a, it's not a generational thing. Like digital communication mm -hmm. is not for young advisors. It's, it's no. for everybody. It's for, Videos everyone. for everyone. Yeah. And I just think again, I think, you know, that generations are consuming it differently. So you just have to figure out, you know, how, how is your business, how is your business model consuming it? And once you figure that out, you're going to be super successful. So I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm just excited in general that are moving towards a more digital footprint, if you, if that's the best way to put it, but you know, for so long, it's been this like, no, you need to be meeting on the golf course or you need to be meeting, you know, for happy hours and that sort of thing. And it's not anymore. It's, you know, you and I sitting at our houses on video, just like hanging out, talking, and then, you know, making sure that at the end of the day, we financially, what we're doing in my portfolio is what I want it to look like. And um, 
you know, I, I love that this change is coming. And um, if there's one thing that comes out of this whole crisis that our, our world is facing and this is it, like, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see that. Yeah, me too. And I would just add to that that, you know, I hope that advisors don't feel like they have to be put in a box, right? Like that just because right. one one advisor is doing this one thing with digital and social that they have to do it. And I think, right. like you said, it's really about what works for their business model. So it's mm-hmm. really about understanding, like, why do you do what you do? Who do you do it for? What is the change that you're trying to create in your business? And then using that as the framework to understand how to take next steps. And so when we're talking with advisors, it's like, well, yeah, we believe very much in video. We love podcasting. Like, hi, we're here together. I'm Taco Tech. And we love connecting with people virtually and digitally. And so we have our own way for our own business at FICOM, but that doesn't mean that that's what everyone has to do. So what we want to do is to teach advisors to coach them, to give them those strategic frameworks to make the right decisions for their business. Because I think that's one of the reasons that advisor marketing can fail so often is because advisors feel like, oh, well, everyone's doing it, so I need to do it, right? Like everyone's on social media, so I need to be on social media. And that's not true all of the time. It really depends right. on each individual advisor's business. And so I love that you brought that up around like what's what works for your business model because that's a really important um, like distinction between just telling people you have to be digital and then needing to help them understand how to actually be successfully digital in their business. Um, So as you know, we are taco obsessed here and we always wrap up every interview with talking about tacos in our guests neck of the woods. You are born and raised in Southern California. So I know you have some good advice here. Hit us with what your favorite taco spot is in Southern California. Well, if you're ever in Los Angeles on a Tuesday, my house, Casa de Carpenter, is a great spot to come. We do Taco Tuesdays every single night, and I I think that my husband and I have really perfected it. So the invitation is open. And um, if you want to go to a restaurant, I mean, not even a restaurant, there's two. And I am so fortunate to be here in Southern California where our Mexican food is just incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. So one is a taco truck that's on Venice and La Brea. It's called Leo's taco truck. And it was started by these two Oaxacan brothers and their Al Pastor tacos are like Mm. out of this world and so good. And it's in a, it's in the parking lot of a gas station. And so it's this really cool, like cultural vibe too, because everyone drives up and parks their cars and everyone's like waiting outside the truck. And it's, it's pretty fun. Um, and then also nearby us, there's a drive-through Mexican restaurant called Lucy's. It's also on La Brea. It's La Brea and Pico, and that's if you want like like the good, greasy, you know, like traditional ground beef, like crispy shell taco. That's definitely not healthy, but just <laughs> satisfies that. Like if you're looking for something super unctuous, like with that like umami, like of like really good Mexican greasy, delicious yeah. flavor. Like that's, you want to go to Lucy's. I, I think the taco truck gas station is a first. I know we've had many gas station recommendations for tacos, but a taco truck and gas station com- combo. It's a first. <laughs> so we're really excited yeah. about this. So, you I know, it's it. good. Yeah. <laughs> you have the best of both oh, worlds that in that amazing. one. Well, hey, Megan, 
thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your knowledge and just dropping so much info on marketing and video and, and communications is fantastic to chat with you. Tori and Johnny, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing and I'm really grateful to be here. So thank you. Everybody listening, make sure you hit subscribe to keep joining us. Let's talk fintech. Let's talk tacos. See you next week.